we began this hour of sacred music with an Easter proclamation sung by the St. Olaf Cantori, conducted by John Ferguson. An Easter proclamation this hour dedicated to the Risen One, songs of Alleluia, praise, Gloria, and Christ rising from the dead. Let's go to a beautiful CD, Rejoice in Hope, Songs of Redemption. This is the Daughters of St. Paul as we continue our tribute to Christ the Risen King. Let us go to a song written by David Haas, again being sung by the Daughters of St. Paul, Song of the Risen One. We're going to continue with this particular CD, Rejoice in Hope. As they take an ancient Gregorian theme, we will hear it in its original form, Christians to the Paschal Victim, offer your thankful praise. Oh, say. 
We're going to go to another Gregorian chant then, the beautiful Easter Vigil, Alleluia. This is Psalm 118 as we hear it at the Easter Vigil. And then um, after that, we'll branch into some other Alleluias. So here it is, Easter season. And so we sing Alleluia from the earliest Gregorian chant days throughout the ages and around the world.
I love the beauty of how smoothly the Gregorian chant is sung, very relaxed, very calming, consoling. It's sung in phrases so it sounds much like intoned speech. It's the words and the text that dictate the each phrase, so they don't necessarily fall into rhythmic categories as we are going to hear in our next two extremely rhythmic alleluias, leaving the Gregorian chant style completely going to a couple of international alleluias, Hale Hale from the Caribbean islands, followed by another alleluia, in that case the Honduras.
beautiful Easter hymn we are all most familiar with is O Sons and Daughters, again coming from an original Gregorian chant piece, and many years later, the Alleluia refrain was added with a little bit more meter. Let's listen to the two versions back to back. First, done by the uh, choir of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, a little bit more of our um, early setting of Ye Sons and Daughters. You'll hear the very free Gregorian chant form as the phrases are dictated by the text. And then we'll go to a definitely more contemporary version by the Corpus Christi Church Youth Life Teen Band, and they're out of Lansdale, Pennsylvania.
Sons and daughters, let us sing The King of Heaven, the glorious King O'er death today rose triumphing Alleluia, 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 Alleluia That Easter morning break of day The faithful wind
Let us move to some glorias. Specifically, we're going back to the medieval Renaissance period. Actually, a transitional composer, Dufay, Uh, wrote during the 1400s, and it was just about 1450 that we left the church modes, the medieval modal writing, and started working into what is now seen as a traditional sense of harmony. And Defy was one of the first composers to use chords in this traditional sense, what our ears are more accustomed to hearing. He was also a member of the Pope's choir and one of the first composers to become nationally known. He traveled much between France and Italy. We'll listen to his Gloria, which is a rather historical piece of music in the way it is written in a canon. The text is sung in canon at the octave over an accompaniment of alternating trumpet or horn calls. So it's a rather unique piece of music. Uh, And again, uh, this is the Gloria.
as we continue our uh, little section on the glorious, we're going to jump a couple of hundred years. So that was Defy in the mid-1400s. Let's advance with some of this traditional harmony that we are now accustomed to hearing, and we're going to go to late Renaissance England, um, really on the border of the Baroque period. Around 1625, a composer by the name of Adrian Batten, who spent his life in London, beginning as a boy choir uh, choir member at Winchester Cathedral. Many of our composers during those earlier days did begin their life in as a choir boy, and then he moved on to Westminster Abbey, only uh, composing a small handful of services and anthems. But this is a beautiful Gloria as we listen to uh, the English style of choral music about 1625, Adrian Batten, Gloria in Excelsis. move now to the late Baroque period with Antonio Vivaldi. He was named the Red Priest. Yes, he was a priest and he had red hair, so he became known as the Red Priest. And Vivaldi is uh, greatly known for his work entitled Gloria. And as we will see in the late Baroque and, and classical period, it would take several movements to cover all the text. Specifically, this is 12 movements, 12 short pieces within the entire Gloria work, and we're going to listen only to section one, Gloria. And as you heard in our previous two examples, they were three or four minute pieces, and they got through all the text. But uh, in this case, especially in the classical era, they would take several movements and just pick on small phrases and expand upon them and elaborate and ornament just a small uh, phrase and then divide the entire prayer into several sections. So let's listen to the first movement of Vivaldi's Gloria.
first section from Antonio Vivaldi's Gloria. That was being sung and performed by the Greater Philadelphia Chorale. We'll move now to a contemporary composer, John Rutter from England. This British composer, conductor, editor, arranger, still alive. He was born in 1945 and very well known for commissioned works. His latest commissioned work was a setting of This is the Day the Lord Hath Made, which we heard earlier, our Easter Vigil Psalm. Um, and he composed one for the royal wedding. And it was uh, several years, I guess around 1985 into the 90s, where he was suffering from what is known as chronic fatigue syndrome. I guess he's too busy of a composer, and he was not taking any commissions, but uh, he, he really was unable to meet the deadlines, but he was able to do it for the royal wedding. Probably John Rutter is one of the leading masters of choral music alive today, and you'll hear the highly technical choral uh, writing within this piece. Also, we're going to leave our conventional harmonies and go to very contemporary 20th century harmonies and a, a larger orchestra than we would have heard in Vivaldi's Gloria. Varied instrumentation. Uh, we'll have some of that um, brassy a kind of celebratory processional announcement in here, certainly a, a 20th century piece. So here is John Rutter's Gloria. Thank you. 
John Rutter's Gloria, certainly a majestic musical proclamation of the Gloria text. As we are looking at historical pieces of music, historical figures in music history, based on our Easter resurrection themes, Alleluia's and Gloria's, we're going to close with another historical event, the beatification of John Paul II on Divine Mercy Sunday in 2011. Let us set up this mercy theme first then for Divine Mercy Sunday and listen to, going back to our early years, Have Mercy on Me, a short sacred motet by Thomas Tompkins in 1600.
Hopefully your ear is starting to recognize some of these different styles, different periods in music history. Of course, it was so modern, the John Rutter, the harmonies, the um, unexpected twists and turns, the use of his instrumentation and, and the choir, uh, very, very modern in its uh, theory and technique, whereas you go back to this late Renaissance, early Baroque, and uh, you might not be able to name the composer or the specific year, but you might be able to at least categorize when you hear um, the different medieval modes. You know, you, you could say, well, generally that had to be the 14 or 1500s. You know, you might be able to <clears throat> be zeroing in on, on a specific time period. Uh, try that with your classical station. Just tune something in and see if you can guess if it's, um, well, Gregorian chant, very, very obvious, medieval Renaissance, or then maybe the Baroque era something like Vivaldi or the classical Mozart, Beethoven, Haydn, Handel. Uh, your ear might already be developing some of its of its training. Thomas Thompson was Tompkins was from an English family of musicians and he was a pupil of William Byrd, staying in London, organist at the Royal Chapel, only writing seven services, but almost a hundred anthems and very expressive and beautiful is the quality of his anthems. Let us go to a piece sung at the vigil for the beatification of Pope John Paul. If you were watching that on EWTN, you saw it being sung by the Pope's choir, accompanied by the orchestra of the Conservatory of St. Cecilia. This is Jesus Christ, you are my life. And we know uh, Pope John Paul II brought together the youth of the world every other year or maybe other Every third year, um, he was alternating these World Youth Days. So we'll fade out today with Jesus Christ, You Are My Life. Libre monte 